0: Hello and welcome to the Spirit Guide Society podcast. My name is Pedro Shanahan and I'm your spirit guide. Tonight in the Rum Society at Konya Rum Bar in downtown Los Angeles, we had Mount Gay Rum in the house with Dominic Alling. Oh, we had fun by the fireside tonight. We tried the Mount Gay Eclipse. We tried the Mount Gay Black Barrel. What does that mean? Well, you'll have to taste it to find out. And then the Mount Gay XO, yeah. We educated ourselves. We shared tasting notes. It's always a good time on the Spirit Guide Society podcast. So tell your friends who want to learn more about the spirits that they love. Always remember to listen to this podcast responsibly. That means if you're getting wasted on the airplane, don't start yelling at the steward. What a jerky maneuver. Be cool, babies. Right on, right on. Thank you for
1: the introduction. National Brand Ambassador. It's such a fancy title, but it makes me no no different from anyone else in this room. I just like great spirits and I like to drink a lot, right? So that's why we're all here tonight. Anyway, a little bit about myself. Uh, Before I started spreading the cocktail gospel of how to drink Gay rum, um, I ran a few bar programs in San Francisco. Last one, most notably, Beretta. Not sure if everyone, if anyone's been there, or we is go from there San all Francisco. the time because See? we live in LA. Just saying, lots of people from San Francisco move in LA. All right, oh, we don't do that as a
0: normal, you know, weeknight commute. You know, four Maybe you hours heard. is not that far, but eight hours after drinking, no, thank you. You never know, things do happen. Anyway, they um, definitely do.
1: So, yeah, so I ran a few bar programs, decided to take on this job as the national brand ambassador for Mount Gay Rum. And uh, as, much as, as much as my brand would love to tell you that you know, I, I've been drinking Mount Gay rum forever, that's just not the reality of it. My family is actually from an island called Trinidad and Tobago, which is, Trini's in the house. Yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right. You're like, that sounds exo-. You're like, that sounds exotic. I'm in, I'm in. Um, <laughs>
0: there's, there's people who really love bitters, right? Yeah. Like,
1: Bitters on everything—it's like the MSG for cocktails. But uh, but uh, you know, it's one of those things where like you, my family—I come from of generations and generations of rum drinkers, right? And I remember just on Sundays, my family would make rum runners, barbecuing, and and they didn't get the best rum out there, right? They got whatever was cheap, you know. I'm not going to name any name brands because I'm a, I'm a lover of all rum, um, but they got whatever was on sale. They got whatever was cheap, and it's. And I bring that up because we live in a day and age where, you know, as, wild, as, as, as much as the category of rum is sort of the wild, wild west, you know, the way the production's made, there's a lot of transparency going on with what is being put into rums as far as additives, you know, unfermentable sugars, so on and so forth. So it's a really amazing time to be a brand ambassador for a rum brand, um, especially Mount Gay, you know, uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with the brand itself, obviously we're from Barbados, Bayesian Rum. We're the oldest rum distillery in the world. That's right. At least with the deed. Seven, with the deed, the title deed dating back to 1703. You don't need to be legal to make rum, though. Let me tell you. Are you are you are you with me or you against me? I kind of feel like I'm with like you, a little baby. I'm just letting people know, you I know? Thought like, you,
0: I thought you were my hype guy, but maybe I was wrong. I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. It's deeper here. than hype, baby. It's deeper than this. We've got to keep it historically correct. Technically spe- speaking, anyone can make alcohol out of anything that has sugar in it. So before there was the official distillery at Mount Gay, sure. there were just slaves making rum out of what is a byproduct of the sugar making process. That probably predated 1703. Actual- Absolutely. Definitely. Pretty Absolutely. So, 18th century. Here we go.
1: So, 18th century, 1703. We're making rum. Same part on Barbados. Barbados is pear-shaped, 14 miles by 22 miles long. takes you about four hours to get around the island. Now, if you've never been to Barbados before, anyone? Anyone been to Barbados? You've been to Barbados? Okay. So, it's pretty much cliché to any island lifestyle, right? Like, you're thinking, like, it's ready when it's ready. You know, I'll get to it when I can. You know, there's a Bayesian saying that, that goes, there's 90 minutes in a Bayesian hour. And I'm not kidding you, it is absolutely true. Like, you're like, oh, I'll meet you at the rum shop. And you're like, oh, what time? You're like, the, the you know, they're like, oh, well, I'll just meet you there. I'll just meet you there. And I'm like, okay, so I'm just gonna stand there and wait for you? Like, how's this gonna work exactly? Um, but you also notice when you're on the island, it's a very simple way of living, right? So black belly sheep, guess what? They have black bellies, right? The the town of Bridgetown, guess what? It's got a bridge in the town, right? Like very, very simple way of living. And it speaks to to the three core ingredients that go into making our rum. Um, Obviously, molasses, which is a byproduct of sugar juice, sugarcane juice, Um, wild, air-fermented yeast, all from the island of Barbados. And the most important, in my opinion, obviously all three are important, but for me is the water. Right? And everyone likes to talk about how pure their water is. But the thing about the island of Barbados is it's made of coral. Right? Most islands in the Caribbean are made of volcanic rock. Right? And so what this coral does is it acts as a natural purification, a natural filtration system for all the rainfall on the island. So when you're on the island, there's no, there's no standing pools of water. There's no rivers. There's no lakes. You know, all that water that hits the island goes through these coral filters and goes in these underwater caves. So I had a chance when I was there last, I went into the Hamilton Caves, they're about you know, 200 to 300 feet underground. These caves have been around for 500,000 years. And the island in Barbados has been an island for 50,000 years. So these caves that hold these, these, you know, these pure fil- this pure filtered water has been around since before Barbados was even an island. And so we're sourcing that water to add to the sugar, add to the molasses, with those wild airborne yeast, converting that sugar to alcohol, and that's what starts our process. That same water is also being used at the end to bring that down to proof. Now, why is that important? Because it's all about terroir. It's all about the footprint of Barbados, right? You take those three same elements, you put them anywhere else in the world, you're going to yield a different product. Does that kind of make sense? That totally makes sense. Yeah?
0: Well, for instance, when you talk about the other islands being volcanic islands, like that's how fresh water is made by seawater entering into through the volcanic system of an island and being purified through what is essentially Earth's own distillation system, creating steam and creating a, a drinkable water source on the island. So how does it work that there's fresh water within those caverns of a coral island? So they're literally, you go under there and they're sitting in
1: these pools. There's pools all over. They're running down the walls and it's it's a constant flow. So this same pool, we source, we pump up the water from these underground caves, and that's the water that we use, and it's the same pool that we've been doing since 1703.
0: And the coral somehow filters out the, the salinity of the, the seawater from about, the freshwater on the island? It's
1: about 93% pure. Wow. And then we do an extra filtration process to get any more of the sediments out.
0: But, wow, that's amazing. Yeah.
1: Right then and there, you can touch it, you can taste it, and it's it's pretty much drinkable.
0: But then also the things that, like, where are you getting your sugar cane from? And then what is the shape of the still? and Are you using a column still? All those different elements can have a dramatic difference in how the in flavor profile is. The overall
1: taste, right? So it starts with the three elements like I talked about, the water, the molasses, all grade A molasses, and it talks about those wild airborne yeasts, right? That's all lending to the flavor of this amazing Bayesian rum that we're going to try tonight. But then, yes, every rum has a different sort of distillation and aging process. For us, we do a combination of both copper pot stills and copper column stills. So all of our rums are a blend of both of those distillation processes and then aged in ex-bourbon barrels. And
0: so you guys have the oldest distillery and rum distillery in the world. So are the stills, those old copper column stills, are those things that were brought over from Europe or are they the oldest stills in the world as well? They're not the
1: oldest stills stills. in the world. They're very much much new stills, but we definitely... We definitely take on the shape as as the same stills that we're using in 1703. So when Barbados, uh, when we first started making rum in Barbados, it was all pot stills. So really funky. If you guys are familiar with Agricole rum, most of you are like really funky, grassy, um, lots of lots of flavor and aromas. That was the kind of rum that we were producing back then. And then the column still got invented. And when you taste the rum, we could talk a little bit more about that. But the column still is what gives it its backbone right it's structure it's biting and it's grip where that alcohol. pot still yeah the alcohol right which is great for cocktails in my opinion or it's if, great you're, for drunk. if you're getting yeah exactly if you want to take a load off right you're having a bad day um but the pot still is definitely going to give it more of an of its
0: aromatics and then the pot still gives you uh, that oiliness too like the basey notes sure. stuff, the fruity notes and you guys were saying that you use a, an open fermentation so wild yeast strains are getting in there are you also adding like proprietary yeast we to are, fermentation? We are. Do yeah, it's a
1: combination of both for sure. Uh, proprietary yeast strain that obviously we can't talk about, otherwise it would be pro- proprietary. But uh, the wild yeast strain, in my opinion, is what gives it that
0: Bayesian funk and that Bayesian feel. Talking about funk, is there also dunder? Do you guys have like dunder pits? Are you adding any other bacterium into the fermentation? We are. We are not. To get that extra island funk. We are not. Okay. No, okay. we're not.
1: That's all wow. just fed to the to the
0: cattle. Okay. <laughs> all right. So. I think we're going to start coming around with the first mark. Yeah, you guys ready to drink? Jessica and Shaggy are going to come around. Let's do it. So what is the first mark we're going to drink tonight? So
1: so we're going to start off with the Eclipse, right?
0: So you guys might be familiar with this label. I definitely
1: know I am like. Super iconic bottle. This has been around since 1911, right? and the reason why the eclipse became the eclipse was because in 1911, we had uh, a, a lunar eclipse, basically. And all the Bayesians ran around the island thinking that the world was going to end. And so what do you do when you think the world's going to end? You drink all the rum, right? So the next day, next day the people of Barbados woke up. And, and Barbados woke up. And they're like, that's actually not the case. We're still alive, it was just a lunar eclipse, and hence the name Eclipse. So this is a seven-year rum. Again, like I said earlier, it's a blend of both copper pot stills and copper column stills, Asian X bourbon barrels. And this this to me is like the teenager of the marks that we're gonna try tonight. So it's got a lot of backbone, it's got a lot of grip. It's a little feisty, like most teenagers. Um, but for me, it works really well in cocktails. That backbone's gonna hold up with, you know, like a daiquiri or some some punch, Cocktails of, of your making.
0: So in the rum world, though, we know that like age statements aren't the same as in as in the the whiskey world. In the whiskey world, you have to name if you put an age on the bottle, it has to be named <laughs> for the youngest spirit in that bottle. Now, is this all the youngest seven year, or is this what the estimated flavor of what you guys think is seven year old rum would be like? That <laughs> would be the
1: oldest spirit. The youngest spirit is two years. Okay. Yeah.
0: So two, so two to, to seven, seven year old. So you guys, let's experience this together. All right, I know you're talking about, I wanna hear what you're talking about. So stick your nose in that glass, breathe in gently through your mouth. This is a place to get a deeper understanding of your own palate. What food words are you reminded of? Or or maybe it's a, a, a color or it's a, it reminds you of a place you've been. What are you experiencing as you smell this Mount Gay Eclipse rum here, guys? Anybody, anybody, Bueller, Bueller, come on now. Smells like cigars. You must be standing next to someone smoking a cigar. What are you getting mother? Dirt? Very oh, very smooth. So smooth is a texture. Well, give me give me a food word. What else? Very easy to Very easy to drink. All right. Ooh, blueberries and fondant. That's beautiful. What else are you guys getting back there? What? Orange. I'm getting the orange for sure on there. So when we talk about wild yeast strains, wild yeast strains can have an effect on the flavor because those yeasts are coming from those fruits. Yeasts are everywhere, naturally occurring yeast. There's yeast from these plants that are right over our heads right now. And those can have an effect on the flavor of that long fermentation. How long do you ferment this molasses wine for? It lasts about 12 days. Wow, that's yeah. a super long fermentation. So to wrap your head around what yeast does, if it's fermenting for 12 days, think of it as a lifespan of a human. A baby does different things than an old person does, obviously. And in the course of that lifespan, there's a lot of different activities that that little tiny single-cell organism that we call yeast does. And it creates different flavors from the time when it's very young to the time when it finally dies, when that molasses wine gets up to about eight or 9% alcohol. And that means it creates different flavors. So it might, in its early part of its life, create very sugary notes. And you might get like pineapple notes. And then by the end, it could be like bananas foster, like these caramelized, even burnt or phenolic notes can come from the yeast itself, creating very, very variances of flavor in that long fermentation. What do you guys get is you tap it over your tongue. Sometimes your nose will tell you one thing, your tongue will tell you something different. So allow those surprises to occur. Share your experience, please. What are you getting, my man? I'm looking at you, pink shirt. Come <laughs> on now. Yeah. Oh, it's like... Pears, I don't know. Pears, all right. That's beautiful. Pears. Dominic, what are you getting, man? Help us out here. Banana. Right, banana. That's yeah, what yeah. I was getting. I was getting yeah. orange and, like, that really brown banana, for sure, beautiful wow. thing. I would say smooth. Yeah, very, very balanced. Very easy to drink. So smooth is a texture, and that's totally yeah. legit. But there's there's architecture, meaning there's a beginning, middle, and end to every taste. Oh, yeah. There's a texture. Is it spiky or is it smooth? Give me the. And then there's, I'll
1: tell you what I think. Oh my! I'll give you all the flavor. All right, all right. Beautiful. This this little lovely lady over here in the corner. Yes, has got my dear. I
0: taste the the browning outside. Of- Cakey, like a bunt cake kind of vibe. Alright, I like that. Alright. Cinnamon, a little spiciness. That's beautiful. Thank you. So if I was gonna buy a bottle of this eclipse, now I know that rum is like the greatest the greatest bargain in the in the liquor world right now Great is value. rum. Great value. How much is this bottle? This is a beautiful sipper. Under twenty dollars. Under twenty dollars, guys. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. Tell your friends who like to get drunk about rum. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's cheap. it's, it's easy. cheap and beautiful. It really is an amazing spirit. Actually, really so, do you, can good. you can you speak to like in the history of rum? How different is this rum that we're this first expression that we're drinking tonight? How different is it from the rum they were drinking in the 18th century, in the early 1700s? What was the rum like then? Can you imagine? I mean,
1: it was cloying. It was. Oh yeah, I know. I'm like trying to teleport you there in my you mind know, right, right now and uh, <laughs> and figure it out. But you know, just based on sort of of the tools that they had at the time, it was very cloying. I mean, they called it, you know, a Devil's fi- what was it? Kill like devil. kill devil for a reason, right? Like there was they said like it would take like the demons out of your spirit, but the reality is people were dying every year from drinking rum. Like it was just the, it was the processes and the way it was made. Right now it's a very fine-tuned and well-oiled machine, right? So yeah. um, a lot of this is done. It's it's really the art of blending, at the end of the day, right? Especially for Mount Gay, um, the reason why we have an age statement of two to seven years is because we stress consistency. We want the Eclipse to taste the same way. If you were to buy it five years ago, then you were to buy it today. And that's all really, you know, just an effort relates to the art of blending. Do you have a female master blender? We do. Ah. (laughs) No, Trudy Ann. Trudy Ann -Ann. actually, as of, uh, I want to say three months ago, first female master blender in Mount Gay rum history. So we're pretty pretty proud of that. that. Yeah, cheers to that.
0: Do you know what her background is coming into the the She's been with the company for
1: 15 years. So she's been under the Master Blender's wing, our former Master Blender, Alan Smith. Okay. So, yeah, she's been around for a
0: while. And just to put that in perspective, most professional tasters and smellers are women. A lot of people say it's a biological imperative that women are, are better at smelling and tasting. So I expect you guys to be sharing your opinions. And by guys, I mean you women, right? Yeah, this is really a beautiful one. So these guys are gonna come around with the second mark Shaggy and Jessica coming around. What is the second mark? We're gonna go for tonight So we're gonna be moving
1: on to the second mark. So this is the black barrel a recent release as of 2013 right so, this is the only scheme. Remember, I was saying earlier, you know, all of our rums are a blend of copper pot stills and copper column stills, Asian X bourbon barrels. Well, the black barrel is our seven year rum that sees extra additional aging in heavily charred oak barrels, right? So, you're looking at a char five whiskey bourbon barrel. Wow. And that's about six months in that barrel. So what do you think, like with, I know some of you, half of you have a, a little dram of it, half of you don't. But what do you think you're going to get as far as notes and flavor profile? Sorry? What's
0: so, the barrel's
1: made of? So the first barrel is just a regular ex-bourbon barrel. And then the, the black barrel sees additional aging in heavily charred bourbon barrels. So are they recharring the barrels after No, this is a separate, a completely separate barrel a previously held bourbon that had, that had that extra
0: char component. Can you explain what an alligator char is? No, I cannot. <laughs> I can't, I can't. So, a number one char, for instance, like, in, in order to just make a barrel, you have to toast it. You have to heat up the staves enough to bend them into the shape of a barrel. And we call those just, like, toasted oak. That's what you put, like, white wine in. And then there's no, like, really legal definition of what one char is versus two char three char and four char. But around 35 to 45 seconds on a torch is gonna to be a four char, which is usually about as far as they go in the bourbon world. Five char is really gonna to start to break open the wood and it, it'll it start to create like, when you see a piece of wood in a fire and it starts to get those like cellulose cubes, That's what they call the alligator skin, which is what Michael's question was. Yeah. Well, it looks like the scales on an alligator's belly. That's a really, you've really fired up the wood a lot and broken it open. What that does is it creates a lot more surface area of carbon, which serves as the, the charcoal filter, if you will, for that aging rum in the barrel. Do you know what whiskey distillery you're buying your barrels from? Jack and Jim. Jack Daniels, and Jim (laughs) Beam. All right, Tennessee. You're from Trinidad, you're from Tennessee, where are you from? All right,
1: all right. right. So,
0: so this is called the Black Barrel, but that that name comes from, I'm assuming, that number five char. That's a really deep char, and that will break the wood cells open and really give you a deep, deep toasted note, I would think. What are you guys getting off this? As you stick your nose in the glass and breathe the chilling through your mouth, what food words come to mind? Vanilla, honey. Vanilla? woodsy, honey. I smell like Coca-Cola, oddly enough, like oh, yeah. like a deep dark caramel. You know. What else? What else? Banana. <laughs> what? Banana. 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 Beautiful. Yeah, banana, candy, uh, oh, like like laffy taffy yeah. banana. All right. Star Anise, is that what you said? Starburst. Starburst. What else? Like Cherries. Beautiful. Is there an age statement on this, Dominic? So it's seven years. Seven years. Yeah, that's the same. youngest. That's, that's oh, the two oldest. To two to seven. Two seven. Okay. Yeah. So similar to the first mark, but having sent, spent six months in that five char barrel. So now tap it over your tongue. And now we can talk about texture. How is that six months in that number five char changed the texture on your tongue? Share your experience, please. No wrong answers here. It improves it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, in what way? Just, it's even smoother? It feels like it opens up. It opens it up more. Okay, beautiful. It lingers, that's what I was thinking too. So what's happening in that hot, Barbados climate is that rum is expanding into the wood during the hot parts of the day and then the cooler parts of the night. It pulls back out. Each time it strokes in and out of that wood, it's passing through that dense charcoal filtration, which smooths it out. It polishes this rum i really think this is a brilliant one it's
1: really really good and for me it's one of the rums where compared to the eclipse which i feel like is better for you know mixing it's got a little bit more backbone and structure yeah. this one's really well balanced in the sense like i know you some of you guys saying it's more open kind of coats your tongue better this one i can have on the rocks i can have it just like this a room temp or i can have it in a cocktail right it's still got this that would grip make and a structure
0: old-fashioned i would say
1: absolutely well just think about it what's great about that extra time in those heavily charred whiskey barrels, is that it lends itself to some classic whiskey cocktails. Yeah, for sure. So if you want to do an a old-fashioned, for example, substitute the whiskey for black barrel, <laughs> it's a perfect substitute.
0: Yeah, I almost think this is like, it reminds me of a hybrid spirit in that, like, you're taking a rum distillate and, and, and doing a bourbon aging process in a way that that heavy char really comes through and... It adds a lot of caramel and vanilla for for me, for sure. It's beautiful. It's really, really good. And what's the bottle price? If I was gonna buy a bottle of the
1: black bottle, or black barrel, depending or black on where barrel. you get it, uh, anywhere from like twenty-four to twenty-nine. So under thirty, you're looking at, depending wow. on. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, still a great bargain for sure. I mean, <laughs> It's all about value. That's the best thing about the rum category, as you were speaking to earlier. You know,
0: so. right on. So you guys are a big brand. How much are you putting out every year? How big is Mount Gay right now in the in the world of rum? Two hundred okay. to three hundred thousand cases, cases a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's a, that's nice. a strong output there. Now, are you guys buying your sugar cane? Uh, where are you getting your molasses from? Is it still being harvested from Barbados, or do you, I mean? You guys are so big that's a huge amount of cases yeah do you have to outsource and get your molasses from other places we unfor- unfortunately
1: Barbados has become sort of a tourist you know island so not all the amount of you know not all the sugarcane on the island itself can support our production so we do have to outsource it but I will tell you the sugar mill that we go to to process our molasses we'll have everyone else on the island process their sh- their sugarcane first and then we'll shut it down we'll clean it and then we'll process our, our molasses there. Why is that? We just wanna make sure that we're getting you the best product and that we're not you know, cross-contaminating with another, another
0: strain. And so that's, that's what I'm getting at, is that other strain. Is it, are you guys buying a specific strain of sugarcane? It, it depends, like right now,
1: there's definitely some plot, we're doing some trial runs on Barbados actually, where we're planting different types of, of sugarcane And it's really interesting. You know, there'll be sugarcane from Barbados. There'll be sugarcane from Trinidad. And we'll press the juice. And you think all sugarcane's alike, but it isn't. You know, the juice looks different colors, a variance. It smells different. It tastes different. You know, and how that translates after distillation, after, you know, fermentation, distillation, aging, is yet to be seen. But that's something that's coming in the next few years where we
0: will have single varietal rum that's going to be coming out on the market, which is so again. You think about it. Sugarcane is a form of grass, and we all know that grass has a huge amount of terroir. You know, I mean, it's a giant grass, but there's so much earth taste in grass, and different kinds of grass can provide very, very different flavors. And so that's going to be really interesting moving forward to try these different yeah. kinds of rum, single varieties, single of different grasses. It's going to be really cool for sure. For sure, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, are we ready to come around with that third mark? All right, all right. So, James and Jessica and Shaggy are going to come around with our third mark tonight. What is this
1: one, Dominic? I will just preface this by saying that I'm not allowed to have favorites, but I definitely drink this one the most. Um, sometimes at 2 in the morning, having a bad day, probably. Um, you know, my girlfriend doesn't love me, my dog doesn't love me, and I just pour myself a, a dram of XO. So this is our this is our fifteen year old rum, right? So the next step up after the black barrel, and uh, you know this is uh, this is this is a sipping rum for sure. Like if you want to make a cocktail, you can with it. Obviously, maybe do like an old fashioned, a little bit of sugar, some bitters to highlight some of the aromas and flavors. But this is a rum that. Obviously, more time in the barrel. Some of the notes and the aromas that we talked about earlier, like the vanilla and the banana, some of those spicy notes are a little bit more accentuated with a little bit longer time in that barrel. Um, But it's just a really nice, delicious sipping rum. I don't don't know. uh,
0: Any difference in the barrel finishes for this one? No, so
1: same barrel finish, that same medium char ex-bourbon barrel, um, just longer time in the barrel. And then, obviously, talking about the humidity you know, and the aging process, right? So the, so it's really important thing to note. The angel share, does anyone here want to enlighten us with angel share, what angel share is? Really simple. Yeah. Evaporates, right? It's, it goes up to the angels, right? We never see it again. Um, so angel share, typically speaking, you look at like Scotland, you look at, you know, Cognac, probably about 3%, give or take. In Barbados, it's about 9% a year, right? So we're losing a lot of biz because of the humidity but not only that what else is happening at the same time is you know we're getting a lot more flavor from the barrel right um what you're talking about earlier as far as like it's it's swiping in between like you know cold and warm getting all that flavor from the barrel so although it's a 15 year rum it kind of drinks like a 30 year old rum just because of that rapid aging
0: process and what's interesting in, in an environment where it's there's a high humidity, you can actually get water pushed into the barrels, so it'll take on even more terroir because of that moist atmosphere that the barrels are being aged in. It might actually go down in proof and take on even more essences of that island climate. So, does everyone have this, uh, Little XO, does anyone know what XO stands for? Wild guess, anybody? Hugs and kisses. <laughs> <laughs> hugs <Yeah>. and kisses. <laughs> I mean, I think that works for me. If hugs and kisses aren't working for you, then something's wrong, baby. We gotta go talk to a therapist. It means extra old, extra old, right? It's like granny, come over here and give me a hug and a kiss. I'm extra old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so walk us through this a little bit. What are we gonna look for in such an old rum?
1: Yeah, so what are you guys getting? Let's open it up to you. Obviously, you heard me say, like, obviously, more time in the barrel, you're gonna get more enhanced flavors that we talked about earlier, but stronger, oh, stronger on the nose? A okay. Um, so a little more viscous like as far as mouthfeel is the way it coats your tongue
0: like shaggy says grapey like a little whiny it's note on it okay there. all right what do you guys get no nope. wrong answers I here a lot more oak. okay yeah, much more. so
1: pretty standard you know obviously seven you know eight more years in that barrel you're going to get more oak
0: but just what more older extra oak extra oak <laughs> <laughs> a little older right Maple syrup. Maple syrup, yes. Maple syrup. that's great, that's, that's great. Great. Anyone getting, anyone getting like,
1: uh, butterscotch?
0: Yeah, like oh, yeah.
1: like right. Werther's candy. It's like bringing me back to my childhood right now. Are you still able to get that,
0: that <laughs> citrus in there? Is there still a little bit of arc of orange? I'm still smelling yeah. it, I'm still smelling it. Still smelling it. But yeah, wow. So going back to the history of Barbados, like, Barbados was one of the major for a while, Hubs. the number one whiskey-producing country for a long time in, in you know, the 18th century. How important is rum production still to this day in Barbados?
1: I'd say it's really important. I'd say it's the birthplace of rum. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, you have the likes of Foursquare obviously doing plantation on Barbados. Another, you know, that's a that's a special rum to my heart. Um, and, and Mount Gay has been been consistent for, you know, 300 years with what we're doing. It's it's a really... And if you look at the trades, the way the trade routes work, so Barbados sits on the most western part of the Caribbean islands, or eastern part, I should say, so all the trade that's coming in from Europe, Europe to North America, it was their first stop along that's the right, way. That's right, And And vice versa. From uh, North America back to Europe, it was their last stop before they made that long voyage. <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot of history, obviously.
0: And do you think that, like... Do people in Barbados still drink a ton of Mount Gay? Oh, absolutely! It's yeah. huge. There's over twelve hundred <laughs> rum shops on the island,
1: um, and when you go there, there's a few rules. There's the first rule is, so when you go to these rum shops, you can. There's no cocktails. It's not like we're used to here in the states. It's uh, it's literally you buy a bottle of Mount Gay, like a little fifth, and then there's a fridge with a bunch of mixers like Coke, orange pop, whatever you want. And there's two rules. The first rule is when you buy a bottle, you have to. Take a shot with the bartender, and then the second rule is that you have to finish the bottle you buy, right? That's the only two rules in the rum shop. Wow. And there's, I mean, tw- don't pass out in the ocean. Twelve hundred right, like rum shops on the island. It's a, it's a, it's quite a bit of work.
0: Yeah, that sounds like really fun work.
1: though. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like a no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no bad,
0: no. <laughs> Who wants to go to Barbados? I <laughs> want to go to Barbados. What's, what's the nearest town to the Mount Gay Distillery? If we were going to go travel to Barbados, where should we book our flight into?
1: So you know, I mean, like I said, Bridgetown's probably the town if you want to like, you know, get, so they have like, uh, they have sliders, right? Or uh, not sliders, um, I think it's called sliders. So anything that you can possibly imagine Fish sliders, beef sliders, cod sliders, that's their, like, everyone's barbecuing on the streets, and that's what you get. But Bridgetown will have, like, a stage, and they'll have concerts and stuff like that. So that's the most happening area um, south of the island. Um, but actual Mount Gay Distillery is all the way up north, and um, it's called St. Lucie, is the actual part of, of Barbados where Mount is made.
0: How, how long does it take you to drive up there from the south?
1: So all around, for, if you were to drive around the island itself, would take you four hours. Wow. So not a big island. Like I said, 14 miles by 22 miles, or 21 miles. And if you were going to swim, how's was going to take. <laughs> yeah, it's probably taking a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you guys, what do you think about this XO? Is it gorgeous? Right, right. Thank you for coming out for Rump Society tonight here at Kanye. Stick around, we're gonna have Sotari Song come and be playing a little Afro-Cuban vibe for you. I hope you brought your dancing shoes because we're about to do this. Let's give it up hey, to Dominic Olley from Mount yeah. uh, hey. You're fun. awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what Thank dude. you guys for coming out tonight. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spear Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. The show is produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan, Executive Producer Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide SOC. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking, and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget, drink to remember.